Well, this has been the top trending story at globalnews.ca. The employment insurance system set for another round of pandemic-related changes that actually went into effect yesterday. What exactly are those changes, and what do you need to know? Well, here's Mackenzie Irwin, employment lawyer with Zemfiro Tamarkin, who joins us now on Global News Radio. Mackenzie, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. Uh, First off, uh, let's go through a number of uh, changes here. And has there been any change when it comes to who is eligible for employment insurance with these changes that, again, went into effect on Sunday? Yeah, certainly. So um, they've implemented a new change on the eligibility now to be eligible for uh, employment insurance. You're going to need to have at least 420 hours worked before um, applying. And these are for anyone who's applying um, for employment insurance after uh, the September 25th deadline. Uh, another change that they're also implementing um, is if you're going, if you're looking to qualify for employment insurance sickness benefits, uh, you'll you'll recall that the the government waived the uh, requirement for a medical certificate during uh, early on in the pandemic, and they've re-implemented that requirement. So. If you're looking to apply for employment insurance sickness benefits, you're going to be need to get a, a medical certificate from your doctor. Okay, speaking of uh, benefits, I understand there's also been some changes when it comes to uh, the floor on benefits? Yeah, certainly. So um, they're reducing it. So during the pandemic, uh, they uh, raised the floor to be a minimum of $500 per week. Um, and they're going to be there. The new change is, is now the minimum is, is $300 per week. Um, and it applies to all insurance, uh, employment insurance uh, applications uh, made between September 26th and November 20th. All right. Do we know why that's a significant decline? That's $200. Uh, why did they uh, drop the floor to uh, $300? Yeah, certainly. I mean, um, it, it, the government has obviously decided that it's necessary to to go back to um, pre-pandemic levels. They did raise that um, that floor to five hundred dollars a week um, during the pandemic, and and uh, the government has decided that it's time to go back to to a new uh, a new floor. All right. And what about the duration when it comes to uh, EI benefits? Has that changed at all, Mackenzie? Uh, there's a little bit of a change there, but um, for the most part, it's it's pretty um, uh, sta- it's being kept the same. So um, it, it will they are re-implementing that one week waiting period uh, that applied pre-pandemic. That one week waiting period was uh, you'll recall that was waived uh, early on in the pandemic, but they're re-implementing that as well. All right. Are there any other changes that listeners should be aware of? Well, I think it's important to note that um, if you're already on employment insurance uh, pre-September 25th, um, there will be no changes to your to your uh, benefits. This only applies to the new benefits made um, made as of September 20, 25th. Okay, so starting uh, Sunday and moving uh, forward. Gotcha. I want to ask yeah. you just a couple other sort of general questions about EI, employment insurance. And I'm sure a question you get asked quite a bit is, uh, how does uh, employment insurance and severance, uh, how does that uh, work? C- can you actually get both? Yeah, so technically, yes, you can get both employment insurance and severance. But your, your em- employment insurance benefits will be offset by any severance payments that you receive um, as of September 25th forward. So um, there will be an an offset for any severance that you receive. 
Okay, and how do they calculate that? Is that just sort of a uh, one-time thing off uh, the top? If you get X amount in severance, they just take that off the uh, top of EI, or is that something that's kind of, uh, is there a calculus, and is it phased in? Uh, it, it will be it will be kind of on a case by case basis. So certainly, uh, depending on on how your pay, your severance is being paid out, um, whether it's a lump sum or um, salary continuance, for example. Um, but in addition to that, um, the value of your your employment insurance uh, benefits will be a case by case basis based on uh, your previous income and and the region that you're located in. All right. If you are terminated, terminated from your job with cause or for cause, can you still get EI? Are you still eligible for employment insurance? Yeah, this is a question that I get all the time. So if you're terminated for cause, you may actually be disqualified from receiving employment insurance benefits. But I think it's really important that all employees understand that uh, for cause terminations are likely not necessarily for or likely without cause terminations under the guise of for cause termination. So if you've been terminated for cause, it's really important that you um, you discuss this with an employment lawyer um, because if you are, if particularly if they have disqualified you from employment insurance benefits, um, most of those um, those instances, employers may actually be exposed to uh, additional damages for impeding that employee's ability to access employment insurance benefits. So um, if you have been terminated for cause, it's, it's really important that you discuss it with, with an employment lawyer. Okay, that's interesting. So just because you were maybe turned down initially by the government uh, for EI, just don't accept that as uh, the final answer, that there might be uh, some other things that an employment lawyer, a professional such as yourself, uh, might deem uh, really uh, critical to the case? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's really, really crucial that you, especially if you've been denied your employment insurance benefits, that you discuss it with a lawyer. Okay. While we have you here, Mackenzie, before I let you go, let's talk about what is obviously the hottest topic when it comes to employment these days. And that, of course, is uh, a vaccination mandate uh, that employers are uh, telling uh, workers that they must be uh, vaccinated to come into work, to continue to work. Uh, If you refuse to get uh, vaccinated or fired, is that for cause, and do you still uh, remain eligible for EI? Yeah, so refusing to get your vaccine is not just cause for termination unless the government has mandated vaccination for your field of work. So uh, for the most part, the government has not mandated um, vaccination for employment, for employment purposes. So if you're terminated for refusing to get a vaccine, you are certainly entitled to severance. And you're also entitled to apply for employment insurance benefits. So, again, if that's something that you've uh, you've encountered and you're having issues with that, um, I, I strongly suggest that you reach out to an employment lawyer in order to kind of discuss what options you have. And just final word on these changes that, again, came in effect yesterday. Uh, is this uh, a net loss uh, for workers uh, starting today? Is EI offering workers uh, less? Well, again, yeah. So the so the floor is definitely has been lower, lowered. So it, it does open the potential for certain employees to receive less in terms of employment insurance benefits. Um, so it, it will be a case by case basis, but certainly um, they have reduced the floor there. All right, some really really informative stuff. And as I mentioned, this has been the top trending item on our website at globalnews.ca. Mackenzie, thanks for the time. Appreciate you breaking it down for us. My pleasure. Have a great rest of your afternoon. You too. Mackenzie Irwin is an employment lawyer with Zamfiro Tamarkin, and we are back after this 
here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.